0: not working.
1: What was that noise?
0: I see something outside.
1: Don't go out there!
0: Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale.
1: Wanna play a game?
0: How long can you survive?
1: Imagine that you're taking a vacation with your friends and significant other in a small town. Your friend who grew up in the town says that there's not much nightlife, save for a bar or two, so to pass the time on one night, you decide to take a walk around the neighborhood with two of your friends. You get to a tunnel around Route 351, and everything seems normal. A car or two passes, one of your friends is chatting about one thing or another, then everything changes. One of your other friend's eyes goes wide, and they stop in their tracks. Their shoulders seem tense as they try to shush the rest of you, and when they do, they ask if anyone heard that. Your chatty friend asks what they mean, but before they can answer, you all hear a twig snap behind you, coming from the tunnel. With terror laced through your veins, you all slowly turn around, coming face to face with the terror of the town. You had all heard your one friend that grew up in the town talk about the legend of Charlie No-Face, but you all brushed it off. Until now. While your two friends turn and run off, one of them pulling out their phone to call someone, you stay frozen in your spot, watching him as he watches you. From his shoulders down, he looks like a normal man in a white shirt, gray button-up sweater, and khaki pants. His hands are in his pockets, so you can't see them too much, but you can see everything on his face. Everything except his eyes, nose, and mouth, which are horribly disfigured. His eyes are completely gone, leaving dents of skin where his socket should be and a hole lays where his nose would have been. There's a large hump of skin that bubbles up beneath that, and his lips seem to be sucked into his mouth. His skin, though a light cream under the dimly lit lamp, glows a soft shade of green. You see him open what would be his mouth to say something, but you hear your name being called behind you. You turn to shout at your friends, but when you turn back to where the man was, he's gone. When you all get back to the house, all three of you tell the rest of your friends the story, and your friend that grew up there just laughs, telling you that they warned you. The two friends that are with you say how monstrous he was, but you say that he seemed fine, just a bit disfigured. Again, the friend that grew up there shakes their head before eventually nodding. That's Charlie Nell face for you. They laugh. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Tales of Grim. I'm your hostess, Tori.
0: And I'm Tyler. And happy New Year's, everyone. Yeah,
1: happy New Year's. It is our
0: first episode of 2022, and we are very excited to be here today with all of you.
1: And I'm even more excited to share this amazing story that I've been wanting to for a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Uh, you've been talking about this one for a while, but my real question for you is, how did Charlie bite my finger if he has no face? I don't know. Oh. Ouch, Charlie.
1: <laughs> Charlie <laughs> bit me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, so tell me more about this uh, Charlie no face.
1: Well, some call him the glowing green man of Elwood, or just the glowing green man. And like I said in the story, Elwood City, Pennsylvania is not known for its nightlife at all. So when high schoolers spend time along Route 351 and in front of Piney Fork Tunnel, it's basically the same as any other teen hunting for the Jersey Devil, Goatman, or Bigfoot. Oh, it's
0: not such Oh my god, it looked like it was resting on it from my angle. Sorry.
1: <laughs> so when high schoolers spend time along Route 351 and in front of Piney Fork Tunnel, it's basically the same as any other teen hunting for the Jersey Devil, Goatman, or Bigfoot. You expect some cheap thrills on the back of folklore, but nothing much. Maya Ranshod, a young resident, was quoted by saying, Everyone grew up hearing about the Green Man, but it's one of those things where you don't really think you're going to see anything. It's a ghost story, something your parents talk about around the fire pit. But we still did it, and it was still scary, even though we knew it wasn't real. People have been looking for the green man for almost a hundred years. If you had the guts, you went out and tried to find him. Little did she know that this ghost story had a backbone. Dun, dun, dun.
0: Ghosts have backbones? (laughs) This one does. Oh my god.
1: In fact, the glowing green man happened to be none other than another resident, Raymond Robinson.
0: I love the alliteration there.
1: The two R's? Yeah. (laughs) Born on October ninth, 1910 in Beaver, Pennsylvania, he was a normal child. He had friends, played outside, had a loving family, and went to school. Sadly, in early August 1919, 18-year-old Raymond Robinson was walking with his sister and a few friends in Newcastle when they noticed a bird's nest perched atop a tree next to an abandoned trolley trestle. Not exactly 100% sure what that is, but I can kind of imagine.
0: Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah. I mean, a trolley, I just think of San Francisco.
1: Yeah, like a Muni or...
0: Yeah, yeah. like a cable car.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I guess that would. Ray wanted to get a closer look. So, like any fearless kid back then, he climbed up but he accidentally touched the wire that had once powered the trolley, causing him to get electrocuted severely and fall back to the ground. His nose, lips, ears, and eyes were all gone or misshapen. His arms were maimed, and one of his hands was blown clean off. Because of this disfigurement, many kids and even adults grew terrified of him, so much so that he had to stay inside, away from the world, Many years. That's so sad. I know. It grows even sadder though.
0: Oh, all right. Way to start the day.
1: (laughs) I mean, this is like a legend. So,
0: yeah, good point.
1: Every legend has some truth to it. During her interview, Maya ranshad talked about her experiences, but also her father's with the Green Man. He told her once that, and I quote, Ray developed a reputation for walking around Route 351 and neighboring roads in Beaver County at night." While he just wanted some peace and to not scare people everywhere he went, rumors started to spread about his nightly walks and people started to actually seek him out. Ranchod's father said that Ray loved to smoke and drink beer as much as the next guy and these late-night encounters became one of his main connections to the outside world. Ranchod recalls a story her father told her about when his friends packed up one of their cars with green man bait, which is basically a case of beer, a straw, and some cigarettes. When they did find Ray walking in the fog beside the road, they pulled up, and the driver, who had apparently met him before, got out and invited Ray for a drive. When Ray climbed in the car, Ranshaw's dad screamed, as many had before. Not only was his face disfigured, but Ray's blank face glowed off the dashboard light. His nose was basically an open wound his entire life, and because of that, it would get infected and start glowing green. Hence the name, The Glowing Green Man. Honestly, I thought that the electrocution was the thing that... Made him glow. So this kind of surprised me that it was just the infection.
0: I'm trying to figure out an infection that glows.
1: Oh, we could probably talk to your brother about it.
0: It doesn't matter. That doesn't add up to me. But, anyways, continue.
1: I mean, this is supposed to be historically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Ranshaw's father once said to her that, and I quote, it was like meeting the boogeyman and discovering he's just a misunderstood guy who likes beer shooting the shit, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Unquote. When Rancho had pulled up a photo of Ray online and showed them to her dad, he stayed silent for a while, and when he did speak, he only said that he was sorry he was even scared of the man in the first place. Beneath all that disfigurement was a human being, a real person, someone who endured one of the most tragic lives. Sadly, not all of Raymond's night walks ended up like the one with Ranchod's father. Though these night walks showed the good of people, it also showed what a cruel world he lived in. People would beat him up, urinate into beer bottles, then give it to him, so he learned to never drink an open bottle. They would pick him up, drive him to the middle of nowhere, and toss him out of the car. People were cruel, and he never knew why. Many times when a car would approach him as he walked, Ray would stop and wait nervously for what would come next. Some say that he even began carrying a pistol on his belt. Raymond died June 11th, 1985, and when the other men and women in town were interviewed, a lot voiced their regret for how they treated him, while others just cried, remembering what he meant to them and what he did for them not exactly sure what he would have done maybe he'd be like a nightly hero but oh well <laughs> but this is how a man was turned into a legend that and how many still look for his glowing green presence along route 351 and near the tunnel maybe you and I can go see him late one night when it's foggy
0: this is just a tragic story that People suck.
1: <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, it's also an urban legend that people still go out and try and look for him, even though he died back in 85.
0: Are, are they thinking that his spirit is just going to continue to haunt the place?
1: Maybe. I mean, he did love his nightly walks, so maybe.
0: <laughs> God. Well, you know what? I hope he has a face now. That's <laughs> just such a that's such a bummer like he he was just trying to live his life
1: i know everyone that met him that actually got to talk to him was like no he was such like a kind soul like apparently he helped people and was a normal guy just had a tragic accident happen to him
0: yeah i literally just pulled up a photo while you were telling me this story and oh my god i can't imagine having that happen to me Like, the fact that that guy endured what he did for so long is incredible.
1: Yeah. And he literally started taking walks at night so he wouldn't scare people.
0: Yeah, I just... God. Way to ring in the New Year with a depressing, not scary story.
1: (laughs) But it's still an urban legend. It is. Technically. I always say that urban legends have... Some sort of truth to them, and this has literally a whole history to it.
0: Yeah, and photos.
1: Yeah, because this was a real guy.
0: God. I was expecting this guy to like start like killing people or something for how he was treated. I don't know. Just something a little spookier, but God, this just made me sad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you and I can share a beer with him if we ever meet him.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, he deserves it. He deserves all the beers, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I was in Pennsylvania. Mm Mm-hmm. Dang. Well, uh, it's a little bit of a short episode. Is there anything else you want to add on?
1: Not really. I mean, this is kind of like an open and close type of case, but I'm still curious to see if, you know, if his ghost would really be there.
0: You know, I think people are just saying that as a way to have Keep him alive. Yeah, which I guess in some way is both good and bad.
1: Well, it's really become a ghost story, really. No different than, you know, the woman who threw herself into a lake and died. Or, you know, another woman in white that's trying to find her baby in San Francisco. Or... You know oh, things like that. Putting your ghost car stories. in
0: neutral, and the ghosts of the dead kids from a bus crash will push your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was literally going through legends the other day, and I saw that one again on another um, <laughs> road.
1: Again, there has to be some truth, and then these stories just spread. Like I don't even know how many ladies in white there are, so or many. like you said, the bus or car getting pulled off of the railroad tracks or up the mountain or whatever. Like, there's literally so many of them that it's almost become, like, a cliche. But, But again... I've
0: never heard of more than one glowing green man, though.
1: Very true. He's one of a kind.
0: Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Also, factually real, apparently.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I told you, he's a real human being.
0: God. Did he ever have a family?
1: I mean, aside from his sister, maybe another sibling, and then his mom and dad, I don't know if he ever had, like, a wife or kids. I know that there are pictures of women who are, like, posing next to him, like, smiling, and he's happy. Like, there's even one photo of him in an army uniform, so I don't know if he joined that. I would have to look more into, like, his history. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that... There was at least a soldier that posed with him as well, but I don't know about any family other than his mom, dad, and sister.
0: Interesting. Yeah, something I would kind of be curious to know about, like, what they thought of everything and stuff.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: All right. Well, thank you for that um, very fascinating and sad story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure to finally be able to talk about him.
0: Yeah, I know. This is one that you've been literally talking about for a long time wanting to do. Well, I guess on that note, um, we'll wrap things up a little bit early. So thank you guys so much for listening to this lovely episode. And I guess we'll see you next week.
1: See ya.